This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am your host of Beauty Behind Chaos and today I'm here by myself but I'm doing something new. I am actually recording myself not only audio, I'm also doing video which is going to throw off my whole dynamic because I'm going to be overthinking everything but it is what it is. I'm surrounded by all these screens and this microphone and we are here because that's what we do. We just show up. We just show up and we start and we try new things. Most specifically, it is so important to just try new things and see what works and what doesn't work and figure it out along the way. I am the queen of that. So that is what we're going to do. So I had a podcast, um, a recent episode where I talked about pivoting. And um, one of the other things that came to mind was also about um, collaboration and community and all of those things. So I want to jump into that next. Um, with that, another word that comes to mind is competition. So what does that look like? Community, collaboration, competition. Does that word even make sense to come together? It doesn't. No, because it should be all about community and collaboration over competition. Because at the end of the day, competition is actually sometimes going to trip you up. Competition is going to sometimes having you look somewhere else than where you should actually be looking, which is within yourself and then how you can link up with other people that complement what you do, not compete with what you do. And at the same time, your biggest competition is actually yourself. Your biggest competition is you every single day showing up, that little voice inside your head that's telling you that you're not good enough, that little voice inside your head that tells you you can't do this, Um, that little voice inside your head that is from years past that's coming through in a circumstance or a situation that's holding you back. At the end of the day, that is your biggest competition. It's not oftentimes what's outside of you. But if you are looking outside of you where you should actually be looking is who can you collaborate with? Who can you build community with? Who can you work together and bring your strengths as one and create something pretty amazing? So I want to talk about that. We're going to dive right into community collaboration over competition. Let's dig in. All right, y'all. So I have shared much of my story and a lot of my story is surrounding entrepreneurship and basically growing up in entrepreneurship and building my leadership skills, um, kind of building the plane as I was jumping and flying and figuring it out along the way. And in the beginning of my career, um, I'm not going to lie, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I had something to prove. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, right? Like no matter what, when you grow up or when you experience things and you, you overcome it, you then feel like sometimes you got something to prove. And so what happens is, is you come at things from that perspective. 
And what happens when you do that is you're often looking outside of you because you're trying to prove and you're probably, you're trying to show and, and show up and improve your worth and that you're here. So what happens is when you're looking outside of you, you don't always realize or pay attention to the fact that you're missing a lot of pieces on the inside of you along the way that you should be honing and developing and working on. But when you're looking outside of you, unfortunately, what happens is you can kind of miss that step. and. In the beginning, it works. I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, it works because you are grinding and you're showing up and you're like, I got this. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And I'm going to, you know, see what somebody else is doing over here. Guess what? I'm going to do it better. I don't know about y'all, but I'm really competitive. And that's how I showed up. And in reality, like that worked for a little bit. And, and quite frankly, it sometimes, um, is what, propels you is sometimes what pushes you into something. Um, because when you got something to prove, there's, there's like, you feel like you got something to work towards. Right. But then once you do that, then what do you got? And what happens is you're oftentimes standing alone in all the things that you built and all the things that you have accomplished. And so for me, I don't find it's as fulfilling when Instead, when I switched my mindset and I started thinking from the perspective of collaboration and community, because for me, that I can still be competitive. I can still have that aspect of that competitive nature. But when you turn that lens of competitiveness to yourself and you show up where you're looking outside of you in community and collaboration, but you're competing against the naysaying and the negative voice in your own in your own mind, um, it changes the dynamic completely. And I think what happens is not only do you continue to build and grow, but you do it alongside other people and you do it in a way that one, I think is more sustainable, but two, more fulfilling. And at the end of the day, with everything that I share, my ultimate goal for anyone in my experiences of what I've learned is to teach other people what I've been able to learn within myself from what I've done and in the mistakes and the areas that I needed to hone and that I needed to grow. Although they were mistakes, they were learning opportunities. Although I had failures, they were op- like opportunities for me to learn and to um, and to grow, to grow myself, whether it be in leadership or in entrepreneurship. And quite frankly, grow as a person, grow as a human, as a mother, as a woman, as a daughter, as a wife, all of these things, all of these roles that we carry as women. And so what happens so much um, within that, um, that we don't always realize is as women, we can sometimes get in our own way. We can sometimes trip our own selves up. And sometimes we look at everyone around us as potentially being competition as opposed to um, someone that we could actually collaborate with, someone that we could actually work with, someone we could actually bring our strengths together and build something that's a lot more powerful if we look at things from that mindset. And so with that, I think in business and in leadership, when we do that, you're just going to grow in in such a more positive, more sustainable way. And that's what it's all about. I mean, life is short, right? And we say this all the time and you don't want to figure these things out too late. So in what circumstances, you know, are you looking at from the perspective of just looking outside of you? for um, your competition? And where can you learn from that? Where can you grow from that? So I want to talk a little bit about, um, from my perspective and my experiences, um, when I started to see that within myself and change that shit, that change that shift, shift that change. (laughs) 
<laughs> my my brain is gonna get jumbled. I'm looking at multiple cameras and 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 microphones. Okay, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I got this. Um, so going back to like a really poignant uh, part of my career, I had started uh, my agency. I was um, in my early twenties. I hadn't had a lot of experience, honestly. Um, working in this way of trying to build something and, um, you know, creating a business and everything that I was doing, I was at first looking outside of me, one being like, I could do this better. But then two, I also needed to figure out sustainable income for myself. And so, you know, what is it that I could, I could do that I enjoy and what is someone else doing that I could maybe potentially replicate or, or do it better. And at the time there wasn't really a lot of people out there doing what I was doing. I was traveling, doing hair and makeup uh, for weddings. So initially it started off as just, you know, fulfilling a need, but in order to grow something, I really needed to look outside to see, okay, what are other people doing? Is this something that is really like a business that could work? And at the time there was only one other, two other women, um, doing what I was doing. And at the level where they had a couple of team members, whereas for me, I didn't really have, um, any team members yet. And so I constantly kind of looked at what they were doing and being like, Oh, I, I could do that. I could do it better. And, um, you know, this is where I'm going to focus. And I kind of was almost looking outside of me to determine how I was going to structure my business and realized that at first when I was doing that, I actually, it wasn't conducive to how, how I show up because they were a little older than me. Um, I was younger. I had a young child. And so how I was able to show up immediately was vastly different. So I already kind of was hitting like a roadblock, like, okay, I can't, I can't necessarily do things that way. I'm going to have to switch this up. And then as time went on and I focused on myself and and what I was doing, I started to kind of develop my business and develop my voice. And um, with that said, I wasn't stable and strong enough to have enough um, confidence, I guess, as the word really. I didn't have enough confidence in what I was doing to still not get tripped up on what was happening outside of me. And so as I started building my business, they started to take notice of me. And maybe I wasn't competition, maybe I wasn't on their radar before, but it was very clear when I started to be. And that was one of those um, interesting moments for me because um, there used to be this, this, uh, there's this website, it still exists, it's called The Knot. Um, but back in the day, and I don't even know if they still have them today, but they had message boards. And basically on the message boards, um, brides would go on and they would share information, whether it was the vendor that they used or, you know, whoever. And so they would share their references. Um, and so I kind of got wind of this, uh, this messaging board that was open to the public. And as a vendor, I mean, this was insightful information to be able to see what our clients are potentially talking about and what's the feedback. And some of them became clients and then would go back and, you know, share their experiences. And that was so valuable for me and my business. And that was great. But what started to happen over time is a lot of vendors started to get wind of this message board. So I think a lot of us were kind of creeping on this message board and we were all kind of watching the conversations. Well, what ended up happening over time is some vendors actually took it a step further and they made fake profiles. So they were kind of um, pretending to be a bride on this message board and kind of infiltrating. They were kind of infiltrating the conversation. And what happened was in their infiltration, um, they were 
plugging their business. And if you watch this long enough over time, it became very clear and apparent um, which one were vendors and incognito, not so much if you were watching it for a while, um, and which ones were, you know, real, real potential brides. And it was fascinating to watch from a distance. Um, but there were also some of these women, there was a little group of women called the Nazis, the Nazis, Nazis. And the Nazis are the women that just were married like a year later, still on this message board and wanted to just be a, a resource and, and just kind of manage this, this message board that was open to the public. And so the Nazis, after being on a while, started to get wind of these vendors that were making these fake profiles. And then there was, uh, so that, that dynamic was starting to get really interesting. And I'm just sitting there like with my popcorn, just kind of watching this. And at the same time, like this was a valuable resource for me. Um, and also like I had so many, so many clients that would come from this message board. So I didn't want to see the message board topple, but I definitely felt like this was going to start going in a bad direction. And then there was one day, um, and actually it was one evening I was laying in bed and I had my laptop and I'm reading the message boards and I see this post that literally has a subject line, um, with my, my business's name on it. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, what, what is this? And it had, and it was, a it had a lot of thread on it. It was, had a lot of comments on it. And so I open it and I'm reading it and I literally died inside. Like, I I had so much like pride in what I was building and what I was doing and I always try to do everything on the up and up and um at that point I was devastated and I'll never forget the moment when I read it and the poster um that was on there was a fake bride and I was very well aware on who they always promote which is my competitor or was my competitor at the time and so I was devastated because I realized that this wasn't even a real client. This was actually a competitor and they were completely trashing me, completely trashing my business. Um, and I cried. I spent the night crying and so upset about it and worried about my reputation and worried what people would think and couldn't believe that this person did this and so on and so forth. And I just like, I was just devastated. And so I wanted to say something to this person. I didn't actually know them very well. And at the same time, I was like, wow, I really looked to them like they were like hot shit. Like they were, they were bigger than me. They were doing more clientele than I was. They were around for a little bit longer. And like, there was a moment where I was just like, they know who I am. And so there was a part of me that was just like, wow. And they went and took, like, they went and did the extra mile to completely disparage me and take me out. And that kind of says a lot too. So I started to kind of almost like think about that. And I realized I was actually talking to my mom. My mom was such a great resource for me to, to call and, and cry and talk about my, my problems as a business owner. Um, and so there was just this moment where she was like, do not let that bother you. Like you are who you are and you're going to show up and you're not the words that were said. And you already know you're not because that wasn't even a real customer. And on top of that, if people believe her or people, you know, think this about you and it might, it might, you know, affect business slightly in the beginning, but 
you know, karma is a thing and you can't be paying attention to what your competitors do. If that's the way that she wants to go about getting business, then let her, let her make her bed and lie in it. And so um, from that day on, I got off of those message boards and I decided I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to keep paying attention to what was happening outside of me. And I didn't want to see what my quote unquote competitors were doing um, because it was actually keeping me from showing up and doing what I do. And instead it was getting in my head and it was making me feel insecure and it was making me second guess. And, and then it was just kind of like, well, what is she doing next? And you know how that goes, y'all, you go on that social media post or that thread and you go back and you keep checking it, you keep checking it or that review, um, or whatever it is. And you like, it can, it can get to you and you can start to be your worst competitor. You can be like the one that's going to keep yourself from um, propelling or or moving forward. And it's you that's really going to truly hold you back at the end of the day. And so in that moment, I was was very young. I was probably about 25, only a couple years into my business. But I'll never forget that night when I, I let myself cry. I let myself be in my feelings. But it was at that point that was so trans like transformative for me in when it came to how I look at my competition and what do you truly view as competitive and what do you truly view as competition? Because even she got caught up in her own self because not only did she do that, which was really bad karma on her part, but it didn't take very long for one of those naughties that were on that board um, for quite some time to pick up very quickly that this particular person was not a real bride and that this person was a vendor and posting and how bad could this person possibly look that she was saying such disparaging things about her competitors, which kind of blew up in her face because in the end, it ended up being this whole like naughty drama, um, which is hilarious. But um, it literally was talked about probably for another year after that. And it really put a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Um, and those naughties hung around and reshared that story and reference um, to any new brides coming onto this message board. And the only reason why I know that, because I got off of it, but the only reason why I knew that was because those brides were actually becoming customers of ours. And those customers were eventually sharing some stories and, and telling us things in our chairs. And although I did not engage with it, it was still a little bit of a head nod to myself of like, you know what? I took the high road. I didn't let it trip me up. And in the end, you know, the right things kind of came about. Not that I wanted her business to, you know, fail or or have any uh, issues, but there were many, many times um, as the years went on that she very much was replicating every single thing I was doing. And, you know, quite honestly, I was always 10 steps ahead. It's like whatever you're seeing me do today, you know, you're actually already behind because I'm already working on something else. Um, so a lot of times the things that I'm putting together and putting out are either in the moment or planned. And then I'm already working on something else that I haven't yet shared. And, uh, so keeping that in mind that when you are looking at someone else, whether it be someone that you view as your competitor, um, and then, you know, it's one thing to draw inspiration from, from someone, but when you are, um, doing it in such a way where you're beginning to let it influence you and replicate 
what you're seeing, then you're actually doing yourself a disservice because you're not allowing the creative process to happen within you for you to bring forward what you have um, in your business or in your life or what you're doing. And so it's so important to get very clear, first and foremost, with yourself because your biggest competitor is right here. Your biggest competitor is with yourself. And so if I allowed myself to trip out about it, or start watching everything she was doing and, and, you know, what can I, what can I do because of this and, and so on and so forth. Then I wouldn't have been able to focus on the things that I eventually did focus on, which was, you know, improving myself and, um, building community around me and collaborating with people and, you know, almost creating this, uh, getting rid of this barrier that can sometimes happen when you think from the mindset of competitiveness. Um, because that's kind of the other trip up that happens when you feel like you're, you know, competing with everyone around you is you are sometimes inadvertently creating a barrier, um, for you to be able to actually make a connection or to collaborate with someone that would probably really love to collaborate with you. Um, because like I said, there's so many opportunities that we all have different strengths and coming together with those strengths, you can really create much more sustainable, um, impact. And, and that's what it's all about is, uh, impact. And so collaborating and community are two pillars, two things for me um, that are so important. And the third one is connection. Um, so yeah, they're, they're all, they're all C's. I don't, I don't know what that is and why, why that's a thing, but, um, those became my pillars, um, in everything that I do. So now any businesses that I create, my focus is, um, that community connection collaboration. Um, and when you show up in that way, I feel like, uh, it, it's, it's a lot more authentic and it's truer to who you are, where you give yourself the space to actually create and be yourself um, without having that chip on your shoulder. And when you become competitive with yourself and the things that you're doing, I feel like you actually make so much more strides towards your goals um, than if you were looking outside of you on a competitive level. Now, with that said, I think it is important to be aware of who your competitors potentially are, if that makes sense, um, where, you know, kind of having a pulse. If you're in business, you kind of have to have somewhat of a pulse of what the landscape looks like. But I don't think it's necessary um, to, I think it's a good way to kind of know, like, what do you bring differently and what's the niche that you might focus on or how you can show up and do um, what you do. Um, but at the same time, I think when you view, um, things competitively from a personal perspective, you always are going to win in the sense that you're always competing with yourself and you're always growing. You're always improving on your numbers. You're always improving on how you talk to yourself. You're always improving on, um, those negative bits that we can sometimes have that can block us. And that can keep us and hold us back from actually excelling in anything that we're trying to accomplish. And so going into, um, so that's kind of the competitive aspect of it, but then going into collaboration, um, I get this a lot where a lot of people don't realize, um, here's another really great story that really opened my eyes to the thought of collaboration. Um, and I, and like, I don't know if I'll get this story like completely right, but high level, I'm going to, I'm going to share this quick little story. 
um, there was uh, there was a meeting at one time in the Nike, I believe it was uh, Nike, um, but it was a it was a famous sneaker company. How about we don't even say names? We're just going to say a famous sneaker company was developing a sneaker, and they had the same people in the room sitting around the table brainstorming ideas. And they just weren't hitting the mark. They weren't getting, you know, um, what they needed from this meeting and this conversation. And somebody suggested at one point that they bring in someone from a different industry outside the industry to kind of shake up the thought um, and maybe bring a new and different perspective. And so they ended up bringing in an expert from um, the tire, the the tire rubber industry. Um, so I wanted I. I, I don't even want to say which name of it. They're all, it was a big name. So big name sneaker company, big name tire company came together at the table and started to brainstorm and collaborate. Now you might ask yourself, what does a tire company have to do with sneakers? But if you think about it, sneakers have rubber and there's rubber on the soles. So when you think about how they could potentially collaborate on the, from the outside looking in, you might think this makes no sense, but magic happened. So this tire company that actually is an expert in rubber and rubber is what the soles of these shoes are made out of. They actually brought a different perspective as to the type of rubber that should be used and the quality of the rubber. And so they kind of dove deep in that conversation and redeveloped this new shoe and this new shoe with this new rubber that had never been used before. And it was just this innovative um, new technology that was created from two different industries that you would have never thought would come together and create something, but they did. And so I heard this story and I thought, wow, how many times have I gone to a networking event or um, met somebody and totally missed the mark on them potentially being someone that I could work with. Because, you know, when we go to these things or when you're thinking about your business, you're thinking, you know, common sense, either it needs to complement, right? And collaboration doesn't always mean you're working with someone that complements your business. Um, it could just mean you're bringing in an outside perspective that's giving you a different look at things, a different lens. And sometimes we need that because when we're so close to what we're doing all the time, you don't realize that maybe the voice and how you're showing up, maybe the view and how you're looking at it, maybe the context of how you understand it is one way, but yet you're missing the mark completely on how your audience is perceiving it or how your customer might look at it or, you know, or the opportunity to innovate on something completely new and out of the box. And so collaboration gives you all of that. Collaboration is so um, important and gives you this really dynamic view um, in a way that you wouldn't otherwise get if you were always working alone, if you were always doing something by yourself. And so it's so important to um, collaborate. And I encourage people, if anything, to collaborate with people that are, you know, out of the box that you wouldn't normally, you know, think would be the conversations you'd be having. Um, just like I'm sure they didn't think they'd be talking with a tire company. What does tires have to do? And then you find this like, you know, unexpected correlation and connection. And you're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Why didn't we see this before? Because you didn't collaborate with people outside of your expertise. And so 
that's such a valuable, valuable thing um, when it comes to uh, building and creating anything, but then also within your own self, um, because you learn so much from other people that come from different walks of life, that think differently than you. And so when you allow that um, ability to collaborate, you just allow in just a wealth of knowledge um, that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. And so that brings me to community. Community is so important for a multitude of reasons. Um, But for me personally, I will say for a long time, I was so focused on um, the, at first the competitiveness and the beauty industry is so hyper competitive, um, in all aspects. And so when I shifted my focus from looking outside of me to looking within me, I started honing my ability, um, within myself and competing with myself. How can I improve this? How can I do this? How can I beat my numbers last year? Um, you know, it created this different dynamic, which started to completely grow my business. And then when I would hit certain roadblocks and I wanted to innovate and think outside the box, it was the collaboration piece that came through for me that allowed me to kind of think differently with involving technology in my business and streamlining our processes and eventually developing one of the first um, mobile beauty apps that focused on um, grouped booking and uh, multi-person cash out, which was our kind of changed the game for how we were able to do a lot of things and allow us to scale our business. Um, And then the next piece was community. And it was building community around you of people, um, whether it be from the perspective of resources, but, you know, that's kind of one only one piece of it. Community is really building a circle around you from, you know, those, those cheerleaders, those people that are going to be your hype people that are going to build you when you're down and, and keep you focused when you're struggling. And then you have, um, you know, the people that inspire you and that influence you in, um, you know, whatever it is that you're involved in, because, you know, you don't want to always be the smartest person in the room. Quite frankly, you you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be around people that, you know, think differently than you and will challenge you in some type of way. And then you have the people that work for you and the teams and, um, you know, building that network of people, whether it be in your business or outside of your business. Um, And then the other piece of it for me lately is kind of like the last piece that I think has always been missing for me within community is um, serving and showing up for people um, within your community in the place that you work, live, play, and just kind of diving in. And it allows you so much opportunity to not only learn, but then also to like humble yourself, to stay connected to, um, just again, that sustainability part and that fulfillment part. It just brings that additional piece that you otherwise, um, I think will sometimes could potentially miss. And I, and I say this from experience, um, because it's almost like when you don't have all those dynamics, there always is going to be something somewhat missing. And when I started to slowly kind of build on each one, it's crazy because the next one would come forward. And and then it's like, oh, I don't have time for that. I can't, I can't do that. I can't serve. I can't show up in that way. And, um, and again, it just that fulfilling part that, that piece, um, was missing until I started to, to go, wait a second, this is, this is a, this is an added value to what I'm doing. Um, and it keeps me connected. And so all of those pieces for me and my wheel of things, um, that I need for sustainability and for, for wholeness 
really truly does come from that dynamic of um, those core pillars for me, which is community, collaboration, connection. And then when it comes to competition, to look at that from an outside perspective and say, okay, how can I assess this? And how can that, then I apply this to what I need to improve upon it within myself, if that makes sense. I, I think it makes sense. I think it's working. I think it's making sense. Um, so yeah, for whatever reason, it's a lot of C's. I don't know where I got all these C's. Um, but over time, um, you <laughs> cultivate, I don't, where, where am I going with these C's? But uh, you cultivate these different uh, things that you learn along the way. And these are my my pieces that honestly, um, I think are somewhat the secret sauce to success is when you have all these different pieces working for you instead of against you, um, then you truly can find this place of living your purpose and, and really making an impact in what you're doing. And that's always the goal. I feel like, um, you know, when you when you only focus on one or have too much of one and not the other, um, it can it can throw things off a little all, all can throw things off a little off kilter. Um, and then that's when you experience the chaos. And here we go with another C. And uh, so a lot of this, it's funny because a lot of the episodes that I've been doing, I've been focusing on the chaos and how to overcome it. And um, it's almost like, you know, thinking about it from the chaos first, thinking, you know, we experience these things and how do we overcome it and then get to these next steps. And instead, um, I want the takeaway to be from this episode really is for what are, here are the tangible things that you can do to avoid future chaos. And so, although we might have to overcome different challenges along the way, um, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's important. That's a part of growth. That's a part of, um, like just, gaining more expertise and knowledge um, from the experiences. But how do we then learn from them? How do we then have takeaways that are tangible takeaways for us to, you know, take a look at and say, how do I avoid this from happening again? And how do we um, mitigate as much chaos as possible? Like, how do we not experience the chaos very often? Because um, I feel like sometimes chaos is inevitable. It's all in how you view it and how you how you experience it. But at the same time, um, what are the what are the tangible things that we can kind of think about and consider that will give us the foundation to avoid as much chaos as possible? And that way, when the chaos comes, we can withstand it because we built a foundation off of it. And the foundation truly is community and collaboration and connection. And so at the end of the day, it is very much so um, when people say community over competition and collaboration over competition, to me, this is the teachings behind that. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just, you know, a thing to say because you want people to work with you and it's like, this we're gonna work collaboration over community or competition or whatever. There it's like a tagline for a little bit, even in the beauty industry. And and, and I think it was like probably right after uh, the pandemic happened, you know, cause with, with all of that, it was, you know, we're all in this together. Um, but then you slowly started to see over time that kind of dissipate and, um, you know, it became competitive again. And, and sometimes, like I said, as, as women, um, we can sometimes get in our own way when it comes to that perspective, because, whatever it is that we bring to it, whether it be a chip on our shoulder or bad experience or um, a circumstance that was tough for us to overcome, um, it 
comes, it goes into how we show up sometimes. And sometimes we might falsely view a situation as being competitive as opposed to seeing it as an opportunity to learn from each other um, and to grow with each other. And so in that, I do feel like sometimes, you know, we can get in our own way um, with that than if we just view it from the lens of like, how can we work together? How can we take our differences? How can we, you know, collectively come together as a whole and make something better and create impact for the next person? Because at the end of the day, in all honesty, in all honesty, we we can't necessarily service everyone, right? We, we, as much as we'd love to, um, it's not, that's not sustainable either. You are only one person. So you can only do so much in what you do, um, for other people. So even in my small community, um, if I do hair, for example, there's probably 20 other salons in town that do hair and all can be thriving and, and that works. And I think when you take a step back and you realize how many people there are, um, in our communities and how many people are in our, you know, in our surroundings that really we all, we all can get a piece of it. Um, and really, truly not everybody's going to be your client. Not everybody's going to be your customer. Um, not everyone's going to be someone you want to collaborate with, but when you become intentional in what you're doing and you have those pillars that help guide you, it helps you show up in a different way. And it helps you kind of build in a more sustainable, um, more like whole kind of perspective. And again, going back to that foundation um, where you just are building something with a much stronger foundation. So when there is competition that comes into town, that's doing exactly what you do or replicating exactly what you're doing and watching your every move, in all honesty, There'll never be competition because you will have built something sustainable and also that can weather storms or that can weather um, different circumstances. And oftentimes it takes years to build that. And so you can't get tripped up on what someone else is doing or what they say or how they choose to show up for themselves or their business. You can only choose what you can do and how you show up and what you do. So it's just important to know that, again, your biggest competitor is yourself and not allowing yourself to get tripped up on what the next person is doing. And when you stay focused on showing up and collaborating and building community around you, you will become very clear and very focused um, with what you're building and what you're doing and very intentional. And that's really, really important because when we do things with intention, we build things with impact. So with that, I will wrap on that because honestly, I think, uh, I think, I don't know if I can come up with any more C words <laughs> for y'all in this one episode. Um, but definitely something I've had on my heart, um, and wanting to share a little bit of those stories, but those things that honestly I could reflect back on and just go, wow, what a difference that made for me in my career and in my life. And hopefully those little nuggets will make a difference for you. So thank you guys for listening, for um, for going on this journey with me and uh, learning and, and taking your takeaways, but at the same time, um, experiencing the beauty, the chaos, and everything in between right along with me while we share and grow it together. So I will see you next time. Enjoy. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live. 
and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beautybehindchaospodcast. See you next time, beauty.